chapter twenty four of the last egyptian this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org recording by kathleen the last egyptian by l frank baum the sheik demirs no one on board the dahabia had entertained even a suspicion of danger winston bay knew well the unreliable character of the natives of certain villages but even he did not dream that the steamer would be molested or its passengers annoyed therefore the surprise was complete mrs everingham awakening with a start heard the patter of many feet upon the deck and saw a man advancing into the cabin where she and aneth had been sleeping her first inspiration was to scream but instead she reached beneath her pillow and drew out a small revolver with which she fired two shots in rapid succession point-blank at the intruder neither bullet took effect but they startled kara as much as her vigorous screams in which aneth now joined he retreated hastily from the cabin thus allowing mrs everingham to close the door and secure it with a heavy bar provided for that purpose the after-cabin having been given up to the women winston and lord roane occupied a smaller cabin forward between the two were the kitchen and the engine-room as the natives boarded the steamer near the bow their first act was to drop into the forward cabin and seize the white men before they were fairly awake roane offered no resistance whatever but winston struggled so energetically that it took three of the men headed by the gigantic sheik to secure him it required but a few moments to bind the prisoners securely hand and foot and then they were left in their bunks under a guard of natives who held their bare knives in their hands in readiness to prevent any possible escape the four arabs of winston's crew were easily overcome and by the time that kara arrived forward they laid upon the deck carefully pinioned there had been no bloodshed at all and the steamer was now entirely in the control of kara and his mercenaries all right said the sheik nodding his satisfaction as the egyptian approached it was very easy my prince the two white men are below and the boat is ours kara by the dim light of a lantern peered into the faces of his prisoners where is the dragoman he asked did you kill him as i commanded you to do we had not that pleasure returned the sheik for he was not on board are you sure very sure my prince he may be in hiding search every part of the steamer thoroughly except the cabin of the women the sheik shrugged his shoulders but gave the command to his men they examined every possible hiding-place without finding the dragoman meanwhile kara squatted upon the deck thinking earnestly of what his future action should be while the silent sheik sat beside him with composed indifference when the arabs returned from their unsuccessful quest the egyptian said to his ally let your men watch the prisoners until morning we can do nothing more at present so they stretched themselves upon the deck and rested until daybreak as soon as it was light enough to distinguish objects readily kara arose and ordered winston and lord roane brought upon deck there they saw the egyptian for the first time and understood why they had been attacked i suspected that i owed this little diversion to you said winston glaring angrily upon his enemy perhaps you do not realize prince kara that by this lawless act you have ruined yourself and your career no returned kara smiling i do not realize that these things are not tolerated in egypt to-day continued the bey not if they are known admitted kara do you think sir 
that i will remain silent demanded winston indignantly yes and why because i have no intention of permitting you to return to cairo understand me winston bay i entertain no personal enmity toward you but you saw fit to interfere with my purposes and in doing so destroyed yourself having been lawless enough to capture your boat an outrage only justified by my desire to obtain possession of the persons of aneth consinor and lord roan i am compelled in order to protect myself to silence every person aboard who might cause me future annoyance therefore it is necessary to kill you you dare not you misjudge me answered kara coolly but i shall be glad to furnish you immediate proof of my sincerity turning to antar he said comrade oblige me by placing your knife in the heart of winston bay the sheik did not move well cried kara impatiently it is not in the compact returned the imperturbable arab you are wrong said the egyptian sharply it was fully understood you should obey my commands especially as to killing those of my enemies whom i desire to silence my brother will remember returned the sheik that there was also another understanding a little matter relating to certain jewels and piastres you shall have them and you shall be obeyed when i have them winston smiled and kara saw it and uttered a curse will you thwart me now when it is too late for either of us to retreat with safety he asked antar angrily by no means i do not object to the killing believe me my brother but my people are poor and the money you have promised them will do much to ease their sufferings let me but see the gems and the piastres and all your desires shall be gratified winston looked at the gigantic arab closely he seemed to remember the man but could not place him for antar had not only trimmed his gray beard but had dyed it a deep black still all natives are crafty and covetous and the words he had overheard gave him an idea listen my sheik he said in arabic if it is money you wish i will double kara's offer to you it is but natural that a man will pay more for life than another will pay for revenge state your price and the sum shall be yours antar turned toward the egyptian an expression of satisfaction upon his keen features my brother will answer he said this is absurd declared kara winston babe a trifles with you his money is all in cairo when you go there to get it he will throw you into prison and your people will be destroyed and their houses torn down to satisfy the government police the noble sheik is no fool observed winston he will keep us in his power closely guarded until he is sent to cairo and obtain the money also i will promise not to betray him and my word is as good as that of prince kara but why should he go to cairo at all asked the egyptian if he will but come with me to fedah he shall have his price not all of winston bey's wealth can approach the magnificence of the treasure i will place in antar's hands the eyes of the sheik sparkled good he exclaimed you will be faithful to me asked kara why not there is much treasure at my command not a mere handful of gems shall be yours but enough to make your tribe wealthy for all time to come i believe that my brother speaks the truth then said kara relieved i ask you to kill winston bay as a proof of your confidence in me the others may live until we get to fedah ta what is the use of dividing the ceremony returned the sheik with a gesture of indifference i like not this pig-sticking in sections it means cleaning one's knife several times instead of once be patient my brother when we have arrived at fedah and our friendship is further cemented by your royal generosity 
then i will accomplish all the killing in a brief space and have done with it is it not so kara hesitated but saw clearly that the wily sheik would not trust him moreover he feared that winston's eager offers to outbid him if persistently repeated might prove effectual unless he carried out his own promises to the greedy arab he had not expected to pay antar any great price for his services and in the beginning intended that the handful of gems would be a very small one but antar had entrapped him cleverly and he now realized he must expend an exorbitant sum to induce the old sheik to obey his orders after all that did not matter the entire treasure had been hatatcha's before it descended to him and a portion of it would be well expended in securing her vengeance he alone knew that the hoard was practically inexhaustible and he might even bury the big arab in jewels and golden ornaments and still have left more than he could use in his own lifetime so he agreed with assumed content to antar's proposition and abdallah the engineer was released from his bonds and instructed to start the dahabia upon its voyage up the river it would be thirty hours before they could hope to reach feta roan and winston were permitted to remain upon deck but were tied to their chairs and carefully guarded breakfast was served and kara accompanied the arab who carried the tray to the cabin of the women the egyptian had not disturbed them since the night before well knowing they had made themselves as secure as he could have done he rapped boldly upon the door and said let me in who is it asked mrs everingham prince kara by what right do you annoy us with your presence aboard this boat she continued that i will explain when you permit me to see you he answered for a few moments there was silence your breakfast is here and the servant is waiting for you to open the door continued kara somewhat to his surprise the bar was removed and annette threw the door wide open one moment please cried mrs everingham and as kara was about to enter he saw the lady standing in the middle of the cabin with her revolver pointed toward him i was so startled last night that i missed you she said calmly but i am almost certain i can shoot straight this morning kara shrank back a little why do you fear me he asked i don't she answered it is you who fear and with reason but i do not trust you because you have convinced me that you are a consummate scoundrel if you have anything to say to me or miss consinor we are prepared to hear it otherwise you had better go for i am extremely nervous and my finger is upon the trigger i have taken possession of this steamer he announced all on board are now my prisoners how dramatic she returned with a laugh may i ask what you intend to do with us will you scuttle the ship or raise the black flag and become a modern pirate of the nile come my buccaneer confide to us your secret in due time madam you shall know all and more perhaps than will please you he answered furious at her jibes one thing however is certain miss consinor and here he cast an evil glare at the girl who stood with white face in the background shall not escape me again i intend to take her to cairo and keep her secure in my villa as for you mrs everingham your life hangs by a thread if i could depend upon your discretion and silence i might spare you but you are clever enough to understand that i cannot afford to take chances of future accusations my man replied mrs everingham your own miserable life is at this moment not worth a farthing's purchase if you dare to molest this girl or me again or even show your ugly face in this cabin i swear to shoot you upon the spot here selim bring in that tray place it on the table that will do now prince kara 
i will give you one minute to disappear that was too long he was gone in an instant his face contorted with rage as he cursed the woman who had so successfully defied him on deck he met the sheik tell the engineer to urge the boat forward he said we must keep moving day and night until we reach gebel abu fedah very good responded the sheik i am even more impatient than you are my brother it is only the prisoners who have been watching us sharpen our knives that are in no hurry End of the Sheik Demures.